Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Grace for Your Journey. This is Pastor Terry. So glad that you are back. If you're new, welcome on in. So glad that you're with us. We've been in 1 Kings. We're in 1 Kings 21. Now, let me just catch you up. So a quick summary of the last two or three episodes. Ahab, who's still the king, has really blown it. I mean, he blew it this time. He goes to war. God spares him, though he didn't have to. God spares him you know, gives him a chance to fight another day and prove that he wants to honor the Lord. But then he goes home and he sees that a guy next to him, a guy named Naboth, has a vineyard. Now it's a big farm. It's not a few vines. It's a pretty big spot. And it's next to his palace. So what does he do? He goes to Naboth and said, hey, I want your farm. I want your vineyard is what it was. It was a vineyard. He said, no, I'm not going to give it to you. I got this from my dad. It's an inheritance. It means a lot to my family. So he goes home and he pouts. Now you can go back and listen to the prior episodes, and that's really what he does. He goes home and he pouts. Well, Jezebel, his wife, sees him pouting and says, "What are you pouting about?" And he says, "Well, Naboth won't sell me his um, his uh, Naboth won't sell me his uh, vineyard, and I'm sad about it, man. I'm so dejected. I'm just down and depressed." He uses the same phraseology about not getting to buy a farm as he did right. The same phrases that he used when he displeased the Lord and brought judgment upon his people. Really disconnected leader. Really disconnected from reality and really has no concept of what matters most. So Jezebel, being a vile, wicked person, says, I'll take matters into my own hand. So what does he do? So what does she do? She she goes to a group of people and says, hey, look, call a party. Get him there and then accuse him of dishonoring the Lord and swear it against the false God and then take him out and stone him. Well, they did. And after that happened, what what do you think occurs? Ahab moves in and assumes the property. Now, Elijah, still a prophet in the land, God speaks to Elijah and says, go talk to Ahab and Jezebel and tell them what I'm going to tell you. So the last little thing he says is this, and then we'll get into a new section right now. He says this. So he goes, says, he, so, um, so Elijah goes and says, and the Lord says that I will make for your house like the house of Jeroboam, the son of Nabat, right? And like the house of Basha, the son of Ahijah. In other words, these houses were destroyed and ripped all to pieces. That's the commonality there. For the anger of the Lord, which you have provoked is great. And you've made Israel sin profoundly. And of Jezebel, Elijah says, the dogs shall eat Jezebel within the walls of this city. And anyone who belongs to the house of Ahab, will not see a grave, but the dogs will eat. Now, that would de- that was detestable to the Jews. First of all, dogs were considered ugly and vile, right? And not having a proper ver- burial was considered to be, um, you know, sort of sinful and that you had offended the Lord. So God is saying, this is coming to you because of a vineyard, because you violated a person's rights for selfish gain. Okay, good leadership point here. A lot of times when we get in leadership, we think we have the right to do what we want, say what we want, and be what we want. We think because we've been elected to a certain position, or we happen to be a pastor or an elder, or whatever it might be in your context, a boss, a manager, a CFO, CEO, that somehow that gives us the right to become completely self-absorbed, completely selfish, completely self-absorbed. It it doesn't. Matter of fact, the opposite is true. The higher up you go, the more you have to sacrifice and give. The further up the ladder you go, the more you have to serve and and care about others. Ahab didn't get this. And his wife, Jezebel, most certainly didn't get it. So what do they do? They kill this guy next to them just to get a vineyard. And so the last part of 1 Kings 21 says this. Now, there was none who sold himself 
to do what was evil in the sight of the Lord like Ahab had done, whom Jezebel, his wife, incited. He acted very abominably in going after idols. And the Amorites, had, like the Amorites had done, whom the Lord cast out before the people of Israel. So we get a summary of Ahab's life. No one had sold his soul more than Ahab. And he sold it to other people, but he sold it to his foreign wife, who was a pagan idol worshiper. The Bible says no one had done worse than him. You know, of all, of all the commentaries you want, right, written about you, you don't want this. <laughs> no one sold themselves out more than you. You don't want to be that to be said of you. Well, this was said of Ahab. Then the final couple of verses say, says, says this. Now, when Ahab heard these words, he tore his clothes and put sackcloth on his flesh and fasted and lay in sackcloth and went about dejectedly. He was dejected. He was down. He was depressed. And the word of the Lord came to Elijah the Tishbite saying, now have you seen Ahab? He has humbled himself before me. Because he has humbled himself before me, I will not bring this ultimate disaster in other words, his kingdom falling apart, his family being, you know, in the streets rotting and the dogs eating their flesh. He said, I'm not going to bring that upon him. But listen, but in the days of his son, I will bring the disaster upon his house. He repented and God gave him some grace, but consequences had to be felt because the name of the Lord had to be revered. Understand what we get here. God doesn't want to pay you back. He wants to get you back. So if he's causing disaster in your life, or if he's allowing natural consequences to take place, natural consequences happen, right? If he's allowing that to occur, here's why. He wants to get you back. He loves you so much. He wants that relationship back with you. So we leave Ahab right here and the Lord saying, Ahab, you're going to get some mercy, but your household's going to have to pay because what you did was detestable in my sight. Listen, honor the Lord. If you haven't honored the Lord to this point, okay, here it is. If you've not honored the Lord up to this point, pray right now. Ask the Lord to forgive you. Ask the Lord to take you back. He will. Ask the Lord to show mercy and kindness upon you. He is that kind of God. Now, when you do that, you know what's going to happen? You're going to find unbelievable grace for your journey. I promise you, you will. Let me pray for you. Father, we love you so much and thank you for today. And now, Lord, I pray as people are praying, and coming back to you right now, not just here, all over the globe, Lord, this is listened to all over the globe. As people all over the globe are praying and reaching out to you, Father, show them kindness, show them grace, draw them back into fellowship, protect them, Father, along their way. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, God's blessings on you. Love you. And we'll talk again next time. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the Grace for Your Journey podcast. I pray that it has been a blessing and an encouragement to you. Pass it around if you think it would help somebody. And we look forward to you dropping by again for another episode of the Grace for Your Journey podcast.